Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. If you've clicked on this video expecting me to talk about binge drinking, daily drinkers, wine drinkers, you've clicked on the wrong video. This isn't going to be some generic self-help advice. Do you know why it's not? Because that did absolutely nothing to help me when I was trying to stop drinking alcohol for almost 10 years. Instead, the deadly drinkers that I'll be talking about in this video today are people that can derail you if you're trying to reduce moderate, stop drinking entirely, whatever. I need to talk about those kind of deadly drinkers because it isn't a a wine drinker, a binge drinker, a daily drinker, somebody like that, that's going to derail you. At the end of the day, there are layers to this problem and the people around you, the relationships that you have in life are a serious layer. If you're able to understand these three kinds of deadly drinkers that I'll break down in this video today, I can guarantee you with 100% certainty that your journey will be easier. You will remember this video one day and go, oh, those three drinkers that Leon spoke about, well, I'm dealing with one of them now and I know exactly what to say to them. I know what their issue is and I can just get past you with ease because that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to deal with people. I don't want you to avoid alcohol. I don't want you to hide in a shadow and, or hide in a meeting and be like, I'm never going to be around drinkers again because the reality is, is you probably have friends that drink. You probably have people in your life that you love that have got no interest in giving up alcohol and you don't want to stop those relationships. So you need to be equipped to deal with those people. Now, just before we get into those deadly drinkers, why exactly am I making this video? Well, at the end of the day, it's coming up to Christmas time. And Christmas time can often involve lots of Christmas parties and lots of alcohol. And I recently got a message from one of the ladies in the Sober Clear program. Now, this lady has recently got a new job. She wasn't happy with her work, so she had stopped drinking and got a new job. And these are the kind of awesome things that happen to people when they don't drink alcohol, right? They start taking courageous action, like moving careers or moving positions or whatever. And this lady has done that, all respect to her. Now, obviously she's got to this new place and she doesn't know anybody. She's she's the new kid on the block, right? But guess what? Everybody around is drinking. And she said, Leon, what do I do? And I gave her some advice. I gave her like a voice note and explained my take on the situation, but I wanted to make a video because I think this is an extremely valuable topic. Because I know in my experience, it has been other kinds of drinkers that have derailed me. It's never usually been me sat on my own and thinking that, yeah, yeah, I'll just go and buy a pack of beer. Like I I never really did that. And I know for some people that is the case, but for me, it was usually something to do with relationships. It was a person that kind of encouraged me to do it. It was me kind of just listening to somebody that didn't really have my best interests at heart. And that's what I want to unpack for you in this video today. And also, if you're the person that I was just referring to, you know who you are. Hello. This video is also for you. So the first kind of deadly drinker that we need to be aware of are our acquaintances. Now in life, we all have acquaintances. We have people in our life that might not necessarily be our friend. They're not our ride or die, right? If we had a big issue, we needed help moving home, our car broke down, they're probably not the people that we'd call, but they're still people that we have relationships with. Now the individual that I was speaking about before has a new job, so she has lots of new acquaintances. And acquaintances are people that we often want to fit in with. Like we don't want to feel like the odd one out in a workplace. We want to feel as though we belong. You know, and I know this is the case because I worked in a professional environment in the past. I I did recruitment in London and that culture was heavily revolving around alcohol. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of what attracted me to it at the time. I knew that you could get away with partying and staying out late and that's what everybody else wanted to do. But here's a bit of a plot twist. I want you to think right now that you've just got yourself a new job and everybody there was instead 
shooting up heroin. Friday night, that's what we do. We all go around to, to Dave's house and, and we all just pull out our, our needles and we start smoking stuff and, and doing all sorts of sinful activities, right? Would you feel the need to get involved with that? I mean, obviously not, right? You would look at those people and you would feel incredibly sorry for them. You would look at them and think, my word, you guys are a bunch of drug addicts. Like, leave me alone. I just want to do my job and I'm not having anything to do with any of you. Now, I'm not saying that's the case and you need to be that harsh with people, but you've got to understand that even though these acquaintances of yours are drinking alcohol, they're still taking a drug that does nothing for them at all. It's only because alcohol is socially accepted that we feel like, oh, if we drink, then maybe we'll fit in. Now, the thing is, is that in these situations, you need to reaffirm why you're on this journey in the first place. Why did you even get started reducing, stopping drinking at all? You've got to remember your motivation, the reason why you did it. But most importantly, before you get into these situations in the first place, you need to reaffirm your decision to become a non-drinker. You need to get to those places already knowing that no matter what, you're not going to drink. You're never going to doubt that decision. And if you're certain, then you can still be around these, these places, these people with no issues. Now, we've also got to remember one thing about acquaintances, and especially if they're new people that we're meeting in our life. Like, let's say you join a networking group and you find new acquaintances. You're still going to feel slightly awkward with those people, right? You're, it's still going to take time until you've kind of broken the ice and got to know them. And alcohol isn't going to accelerate that process. Maybe it gets rid of a 30 second, 60 second, five, 10 minutes feeling of nerves and apprehension. But those nerves and apprehension aren't necessarily a bad thing. We don't need to get rid of them. They just make us more alert. So we don't say something stupid. It's not necessarily a bad thing. So like I said, you've got to reaffirm why you're doing this. You need to commit to your decision and stay committed to your decision. Recognize those people for what they are. They're doing something that does nothing for them. And remember that it might feel awkward at the beginning, which leads me to the second kind of deadly drinker. The second kind of deadly drinker is the normal drink. Now, I know I've spoken about this many times, but this is something that has got me countless times. I'm with an individual that might have a nice life. They might have a nice home, a nice car, a great career, great family, great relationships, and they drink alcohol. On the surface, their life seems perfect, yet they also seem to have, you know, a couple of glasses of wine, a couple of glasses of whiskey, a couple of beers, but they very rarely go overboard. And it's always these kind of drinkers that made me screw myself up. I'd be with a friend of mine and he'd be like, yeah, do you want to drink? I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm not really drinking. Oh, come on, man. It's just one or two. And in his mind, it is just one or two. In my mind, we're now going on a night out. That's what I was like, right? Now, we've got to realize that normal drinkers are nothing to envy whatsoever. You cannot look at a normal drinker and want to be like them. Because again, just like the acquaintances and just like every single person that drinks alcohol, they're drinking a drug that does nothing for them and it is adding no value to their life. I was recently watching a, a video on YouTube and it was a group of men and they're all very, very successful men. And it was like, a, it was like a, I don't know how I got into this video. It was a vlog. I spend a little bit too much time on YouTube sometimes. But anyway, on that vlog, these are like well-dressed, good-looking men and they were drinking heavily, right? They were drinking whiskey and, and they, were, they were all very drunk. And I remember watching this video and I looked at these people and I just thought about their liver. I don't know why, like I've never actually done that before, but I just imagined the alcohol going in, just battering their liver and then the peeing it out. And I thought, geez, man, is it really worth it? Because they were drinking heavily, right? So is it really worth it? Of course it's not worth it because it's putting them in an early grave. And most importantly, it's doing nothing for them. They looked absolutely ridiculous. And this is the thing is we need to see the normal drinker for what they are. And though maybe those guys weren't normal drinkers, by the way, but I'm just kind of explaining sometimes personalities that you like that appear to have everything under control sometimes 
aren't necessarily people that you should aspire to be. Now, the third kind of deadly drinker are the most deadly of all. These are people that you are close with in your life, right? These are people, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a brother, a sister, a, a, a very close friend. And when you decide to start making changes in your life, be it anything, starting a business, getting more healthy, I don't know, joining a religion, I don't know, anything, right? You're trying to do something to better your life. And maybe let's say that you spend three months working on fitness, not drinking alcohol, for example. Three months later, you're 20 pounds down, you're 90 days without a drink, you've got an extra $5,000 in the bank account, and you're killing it. And you then meet with one of these old friends, an old family member, whatever. And they see the change, they're like, whoa, like, that's pretty impressive. And then you sit down, they're like, oh, whoa, do you wanna have a glass of wine? And then you say to them, nah, do you know what? I don't drink anymore, like I've changed my life. Now, depending on their reaction, depends on how you should treat them. Some people will be super, super supportive. And I'm not talking about those people. They're not the deadly ones, right? Some people are just going to love it. They're going to be buzzing for you. They're going to be super proud. I'm talking about the people that you sit down with and they put their nose up. What do you mean you don't want to drink? I've got, listen, I'm not going to go into too much detail right now, but one of my family members actually behaved this way to me. And I don't hate that individual. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to name him, shame them or anything like that. But I've had a family member do that to me. And when I told them I don't want to drink, I got a bad reaction. It wasn't a good reaction. It was almost like being manipulated to drink. And listen, I'm only explaining from my own perspective, but I actually had to cut that person out of my life because they didn't accept the person that I wanted to become. And if somebody's not willing to accept that you're growing and you're growing, that you're growing and you're going to new places, then those are the kind of drinkers that you need to watch out for. And listen, I'm sorry to say it, but some of those people, you need to get them out of your life. I don't know if you've got those people in your life right now, but some people, you just cannot keep them around. And it's a, it's a brutal approach. But listen, for me, this is no joke. This is life or death. I know that if I was drink, I don't even know if I'd still be here if I was drinking right now. I don't know how much longer I had left. These states that I used to get in, the craziness, the, listen, I'm not even going into details in this video because that's not what it's all about. But the people that are not willing to accept that you are growing, that there's a new version of you that's better than yesterday, you need to watch out. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.